I know I follow a lot of you guys on Twitter, and you follow me as well. And we've seen certainly a revolution in how social media is used, especially in football, but across all athletics. And it's really becoming important as a part of our jobs to promote our programs, to promote our athletes. If you're on the college side, uh, certainly to look at recruiting athletes. And now there definitely has become some best practices in that. And that's what we're going to talk about today, how you can have that look and feel of one of those big time athletic programs and do it in a feasible way in something that works for your program in whatever situation that you're in. And joining me to discuss this is someone who's become an expert in this field. He is the founder and CEO of Gipper, and that's Matthew Glick. Matthew, it's great to have you here on the podcast today. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Keep super excited to be here. Well, you do have a sports background, and that's where really all of this started for you as a passion for sports. You played soccer, uh, football, went to Colgate and played soccer for four years. And along the way, really spent a lot of time within athletic departments and understanding some of those things too. And really, it's neat when you can see all those things come together with the athletic side, the, the, the academics, and then the passion as well. And that's really what you've brought together here. But tell us a little bit about yourself and what's brought you up to this point. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, well, I grew up in uh, Los Angeles in Southern California, as you said, was very much uh, sports obsessed. I played soccer uh, really competitively, played football, was the head of our student section for our high school. So I was really living in the world of athletics. And at the time, as I was uh, moving through high school and going on to graduate and play at Colgate, I think there was really a shift happening, particularly at the high school level, around promotion. I think if you look you know, 10, 15 years ago, promotion wasn't a big part of high school athletics. There wasn't a lot of marketing talk when it came to promoting individual programs or the athletic department as a whole. That really started to shift. Again, I really felt like I was living through it. We started to see more and more of our games being live streamed, started to to see more and more of our uh, games and athletic uh, information being promoted over social media. And when I went to college playing, you know, Division One, although a mid-major program, that was obviously, you know, a big part of our, you know, collegiate athletic department, uh, really trying to maximize those channels, trying to engage with stakeholders and get the right message out there. So you know, I was very much exposed to it in high school and at college. And I was lucky enough while in college to be a part of an amazing entrepreneurship program for those who don't know, Colgate is a liberal arts school, so there's no entrepreneurship major or business major, but uh, Colgate does have a great program that connects you with parent and alumni mentors and kind of bring an idea from concept to reality. And I had a, an original business idea around athletics. Um, it wasn't what Gipper is today, but it was really geared around how we can help athletic departments at all levels better create and share content to engage with their stakeholders. And so it was a really awesome experience because while I was in this program, I was also getting unique insight into the collegiate athletic department as a student athlete. And I was speaking with folks that were working uh, within the program, getting their feedback, and then you know, really speaking with everyone I could, particularly at the high school level, I was calling athletic directors, coaches, even people working in marketing communications, trying to learn just more about them and their challenges to learn how we could help. And eventually, I started to realize there was this massive problem around content creation. We had seen, and I had seen it personally at the Division One level, but also from professional sports teams, how much was invested in creating high quality content, particularly for social media. I'm sure some of your listeners are familiar with like 
you know, game day graphics, score updates, season schedules, right? All of this content that at the D1 level and for professional sports teams is created by a whole team of folks. You have full-time designers, you have digital media experts. At uh, the college level, you have SIDs at the D1 level for often individual pro programs. Uh, you have social media specific roles around content distribution. There's all these resources. And if you look at just for a professional team, you have the most amount of resources, but only one team to cover, right? Like what a luxury that is. Right. Um, as you start to go down in collegiate athletics and then of course down to high school athletics, you start to have this difficult situation where you have the most teams to cover, but the fewest resources to do so effectively. And so you're there as a, you know, as a football coach, let's say, and you got to uh, think about promoting your program and all your student athletes or your high school athletic director. And you have, you know, 30 varsity teams to promote, promote and you look around at your department, it's just you, right? And you're not a professional, professional designer. You're not a professional marketer. It's a really difficult situation. And so we saw a challenge there and a problem um, and also an opportunity to help. Um, and that's where we really got into building the Gipper Up today, uh, which for folks who don't know is a platform that over 2,000 high school and collegiate athletic programs use to create professional branded content for their social media channels. So things like the game day graphics, score updates, season schedules, um, but they can do so in seconds on any device and without needing any sort of design experience. So yeah, that's, you know, that's sort of you know, how, it, how it all started and how it developed, uh, but really excited today to talk you know, more generally about social media and how it can you know, get some information out to your listeners that can be helpful in allowing them to maximize these very important channels. Definitely. And this has been a change that really has happened pretty quickly. And if I were to go back, you know, even five, six years ago, we, we started to see this uh, coming about, right? And, you know, I don't know at that time, though, if I would have told my daughter to take a look at and, you know, maybe this is something you want to pursue with your background in art and graphic, you know, design, which she's studying in college now. She's a sophomore at Mississippi State, an interest in marketing. You know, this wasn't necessarily something, yeah, you could go and make a career with it. And now there's there's guys who sit as the creative director, you know, overseeing this whole vision at the at the bigger programs. And it's something now, you know, my daughter has looked at as a, a career that she's pursuing. She's really into it and working with the creative department at Mississippi State for the football program and just loves doing it and really fits with some of her passions as well. But it's something that has changed and it, it's moving along. I think it, it moved a little bit slow at first, but now is really picked up to the point where, you know, if you're not using these different channels, these different platforms to tell the program story, you're missing out on an opportunity, right? This is, uh, I saw it back I did a media day, I want to say it was around 2017 or 18, uh, the AAC media days. And at the time, Jeff Collins was the head football coach at Temple, and he was the only guy who had uh, a number of his creative people following him around, capturing audio, capturing video, getting photos. And he really understood the power of being able to brand his program and use social media uh, to really tell the story of who they are, they are and what they're doing, right? So it's not necessarily something that this is our culture, but it helps tell what your culture is all about. So when you look at even at the high school level, you want athletes to be a part of your program. You want those young kids who 
you know, they're into social media as well to be able to look at whatever <laughs> platform they're on and say, wow, you know, this is pretty cool. I want to be a part of it. That's how you build a program today. It's become a tool for doing that. It's, it's become a tool for spreading information to parents, to fans, to alumni, to be able to fundraise. Like all those things now really come to this central point. Yeah, Keith, you, you said something, you know, just a moment ago that I think is so important. It was around, you know, you said something around to paraphrasing. This is where your students are, right? These are the platforms they're living on. Yes. Like social media is simply the number one marketing and communication platform for athletics. And we talk about it all the time. If you are a high school or collegiate athletic department and you were to survey your stakeholders, right? Whether they're your students, parents, alumni, family members, whoever, and you said, how long do you spend on our school or athletic website versus how long do you spend on social media? The answer is going to be a landslide in favor of social media, right? Mm -hmm. This is just simply where people live in 2022. And so you said it perfectly, right? If you're not maximizing these channels, if you're not actively communicating and engaging with your stakeholders on the Twitters of the world, Facebook, Instagram, you name it, you are leaving a ton on the table, right? In terms of the quality of your communication, in terms of recruiting, in terms of building a strong digital brand, which has never been more important. And importantly, as more and more of your competitor programs are starting to invest in social media, you're going to be falling behind. And so that's the sort of message that we're trying to communicate and get out there because um, I, you know, I had a really interesting conversation. I was actually in North Carolina earlier in the week, and I was giving a talk on social media for high school athletic departments to their athletic director association. And um, I had a an older athletic director come up to me after the talk and um, he said transparently, we're not tweeting, right? We're not on Facebook. We're not on Instagram. For me, I'm not big on social media. But he said, your talk really struck a nerve for me because just because I'm not big on social media, that doesn't mean we as a program shouldn't be. In fact, we're not doing enough. We need to be on these channels because this is where our kids are. This is where other stakeholders are. And so I think that's, again, that's the message we're trying to communicate and get out there. Yeah, I think that's the key. It's where the other stakeholders are. That's important because there are so many different stakeholders in this. And I, I look back to, this makes it so much easier. You know, I think back to, I think the year was like 2004. There's no social media at that time. We're barely using a, a website, using some email. And we faced a situation in, in our school, the district I was the head coach in, that we were, for the first time, facing pay-to-play. It never ha had happened before. And, you know, the administration told me that, you know, this is going to hurt your program. Uh, it's probably going to hurt athletics as a whole. It's going to hurt your fundraising. And I said, well, we can't let that happen. We have to have a plan. So the plan at that time, and, and, and this is dating myself because the mode was VHS, but you, <laughs> this is the friction we had. So how do we solve this problem in telling who we are as a program? Well, fortunately, the coach or the, the teacher who ran the, the TV studio in the, in the pr production program was a football coach as well. So we used that to produce a great video about our program and why you should be a part of it. I was like, okay, how are we going to distribute this? Because, it, like yeah. I said, it wasn't really necessarily the internet, the website. So it was making, you know, again, because some people didn't have DVD at that time, making VHS tapes and then having a pizza party at these schools so they could take it home with this letter and their parents could look at it. And, you know, we wanted to make sure we were out in our community helping things and we were addressing our alumni and, 
everything we needed to do to solve those issues of you're going to be hurt with your numbers and, and registration and you're going you're gonna to be hurt in your fundraising. And the results of that was we had the biggest roster in school history that year. We didn't lose anybody. We actually added to it. And our fundraising overall actually increased as well. So, you know, we were able to avoid that through a marketing campaign. That's what we did. But with a very poor delivery system, right? Very manual, very labor intense, which was fine. We continued to do that and saw the, the results uh, following in the following years as well. But it, to me then, it was like, yeah, you have to be marketing your program. And so today, though, with the right tools, everybody essentially can become a marketer of their program. And it's about telling your story. It doesn't mean that you always need these calls to action that, hey, do this or that, but just to share those engaging pieces of content that really let people see who you are and what you're about. Exactly. And it, you know, I think it's a good point. What a luxury we are in 2022 to have these platforms where the vast, vast, vast majority of your stakeholders are on, right? You don't need to necessarily do the work to get them there. Of course, you have to, you know, try to build an audience, right. um, but they're already living on these channels. You don't have to move them to a new place. And so that's an incredible luxury and something that is often taken for granted. Um, and then there's tons of tools out there, right, to allow you to do this. You were talking about, you know, you can use a tool like Gipper to create content. There's other tools out there. If you're, you know, great with Photoshop, you can get in and, and create content yourself as well. There's lots of these tools available at you know, affordable price points, some for free, that pretty much allow anyone to be a marketer, even with very little to no experience. And I know there's a lot of people out there trying. They see that they need to be doing this. Uh, they want to be doing it. But as with anything, there's best practices. And you're involved deeply with this. You see it all the time. So, you know, as you look at things, who are, are some of the people out there doing it right? And what are they doing that's really helping build their program? Yeah, absolutely. So um, it's pretty cool. Every year we have something called the Standout Awards, the Gipper Standout Awards, where we highlight the best athletic departments in the country when it comes to social media. Um, I want to focus on just one right now who is our, you know, this past year's award winner at the high school level. And I want to talk about the high school level because I think for a lot of your listeners, they're dealing with the challenge of, hey, it's just me, right? Or I don't have enough resources. I'm not the Mississippi State, right? I'm not the Clemson, the Duke that has um, a ton of resources available. And so I really want to speak to that about what's possible given limited resources, limited time, uh, which is a big challenge and a real challenge for a lot of people. Um, so this one school is called Tampa Prep. They're in Florida. They're a high school athletic department, and they were the winner of our standout awards. They are excellent, excellent across the board when it comes to social media. And I want to give you their handle so that people can go and take a look if they want to see and pull sure. some things. But it's T Prep underscore athletics that's t as in tim prep underscore athletics check them out but um, what you'll notice when you immediately pull up on their profiles is the consistency in their branding and one of the things that we talk about all the time is how important presenting your program whether it's an individual program or a full athletic department the importance of presenting your program in a consistent manner because when it comes to brand building and building a strong digital brand, consistency is key. You need consistency in order to be recognizable. And um, it's not necessarily like talking about, hey, you need your program to be recognizable nationally or internationally, right? That's not really the outcome that everyone is looking for. 
but you at least need to be recognizable within your community. And if you're displaying your program, particularly over social media, in an inconsistent fashion, it's, it's impossible uh, to be truly recognizable. And so one of the things that Tampa Prep does tremendously well is that consistent branding, which is a product of having official brand assets mm-hmm. and an official style guide or brand book right. that communicates how you should use those assets. So one thing uh, we always focus on when you're talking about brand assets or a brand book or a style guide, it could be very, very expansive, right? You could go and pay as a program, as an athletic department, thousands and thousands of dollars to build something. But we see three things to be the most important and really fairly easy for an athletic program to put together. And if you have these, you have a great foundation uh, for success on social media and uh, to have consistent branding. And that's making sure you have official logos, official colors, and official fonts for your program. Mm -hmm. And that those are all documented in some sort of brand book with clear directions on how they should be used. So for example, uh, for official logos, we hear a lot of you know, schools or programs saying, hey, you know, we have uh, logos that we use. The really important thing is to make sure that you have official logos. You know, for example, we say, hey, start with one or two, because we hear all the time issues where old logos are being used, right? Logos that were decommissioned five years ago that maybe a coach will find online and pull from a site not knowing, right? Or a logo that is the official athletic department logo that a coach then goes and adds a couple additional elements to make it specific to their program. You really want to avoid these things because it muddies the brand. If you have five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten different logos in use on social media, you're having no consistency and you're not going to be able to build recognizability. So I say, hey, one or two logos to start. Maybe that's your school logo. And then you have a mascot logo for your athletic program. And then document how those are supposed to be used within those brand guidelines. That way, when a coach, Keith, is going to promote their football program on social media, they can just look to that brand book, that style guide, whatever you want to call it, go to the official logo section and see, okay, these are the two logos that I have to work with, and this is how I'm supposed to use them. It makes it really, really easy for folks and hard to mess up. Most times, people aren't trying on purpose to muddy the brand or to make the program not look good visually. They just don't know. And so these things can really help. Matthew, I, I agree with that 100%. And, you know, we're talking overall the, the branding within a pro, uh, athletic department. And so most small colleges do have those guidelines. But I think also when you just look at your football program, and, and we have, you know, football coaches here who individually do some stuff on their, their Twitter accounts for their program and getting that consistency uh, across all your coaches in your program. Um, so that when you know they are officially tweeting something out, whether it's something about a camp, um, something uh, you know if it's small college about a visit day, that consistency of of the color, the logo, the font, the look and feel of things, and I, I know when and you could get really specific on uh, style guides in exactly where a logo appears and where how far should it be from the border. Now that starts to get really technical, but the point is there's. If you're going to give it a look and feel, there's a lot of things to start start looking at. And like you said, I think those are the simple ones, the logo, the color, the font. Exactly, 100%. And you don't need to be a full-time graphic designer to be able to implement these things correctly. You just need to go to where they are stored, right? So hopefully you can ask someone within your program 
uh, whether, you know, at the college level, as you said, Keith, most programs are going to have these accessible more and more at the high school level are creating them. So hopefully you don't have to reinvent the wheel and you can just go and find them. And that way you can say, okay, these are the official logos here. These are the official colors. And when we're talking about colors, you need to have the specific color codes. I think that's one of the big challenges is people say, yeah, no, we're red. So I'll just go plug in this red color, right? You need to know the specific red for digital content. You're looking for what's called a hex code. H-E-X, right? Right. Um, and then for the fonts, again, if you have, you know, official fonts documented, you can go and access those. And then a platform like Gipper, you can just upload your font and use that as well. But, you know, these things being documented somewhere allows you as a coach or someone working with an athletic program to stay consistent across the board. So when a recruit, student athlete, when a parent, a member of your community sees all of the different social media content coming from these different accounts, there's going to be consistency across the board. It's going to look professional. It's going to look unified and it's going to reflect your individual program and the larger program in the best light possible. In today's world, and really this was true back in in telling my story in, you know, what, 2004 of engaging the media, right? They can be a big help in promoting your program. And to do that, uh, you want to make it easy for them. And I know we kind of followed the, the college model at that time, which was actually a printed media guide, and we got into a little bit more about the players, you know, who they were personally, outside of football, sharing things about their interests, etc. And so when we would have local media show up uh, to do something on the news, right, on TV, or they were covering our game on, on the radio, or they were coming to write a, about uh, certain things that happen in our game or in our program, they had all this information on our players. And again, going to what we can do today, media days and, and with highlighting players within social media, it's become a lot easier. Easy to do, something definitely to take advantage of and is as not nearly as time-consuming as when we had to go through and do all those things to put together a printed media guide. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at the college level, almost every program is doing some sort of sophisticated media day where they're creating high quality media assets through like photo shoots, right, that can be used internally within the creative department, but also externally by media. If they're doing a story, they can pull a great headshot of one of your student athletes. Um, At the high school level, it's being done less so, um, but you can do it for even your individual program in a pretty feasible way. Everyone has a very high quality camera on their phone. At the bare minimum, you can create a sort of roster headshot photo for every one of your student athletes. And again, that way you have a photo to pull from. When you're creating content internally, you don't have to try to get a photo at the game. You can just pull an athlete's headshot. And you can also make those accessible to media when they're trying to create stories and promotion around your program. So the bare minimum, I think every program should have headshots of every single student athlete. And again, that can be done pretty feasibly um, in today's day and age where technology is. I agree with you, and I think you can look also within your community. I know here in Avon Lake, Ohio, uh, as my son played, uh, I think it really started coming about his junior year. So junior, senior year, there was a a local photographer here who used to just privately shoot a lot of things. And so he came out and he did a photo shoot in Media Day and did some really neat cutouts of the players and graphics for them and you know the baseball team the seniors had a little graphic of a baseball card and you know I still see that being done on the baseball team's social media where they're using these high quality photos which 
you know, it's a win for the program and it's a win for that photographer as well, because everybody now in the community loves what he's doing and it's helped his business tremendously. So, you know, you could be creative in how you do some of those things. And essentially those services, you know, they didn't cost anything. Now, on the back end of it, you know, he had some expanded packages that the, the players' parents could buy for them. And, you know, we all want those things to remember the season too. But you think about getting creative beyond the iPhone and getting some professionals involved. They're out there. There are people in your community who would be interested in doing that because it would help their business as well. A great point, Keith. And I'm also on top of that. Look internally within your school, right? There's yearbook. Maybe there's a photography class. Yes. I'm a photography teacher. Uh, we see with our um, athletic departments, um, relationships within the actual building leading to a really great media day. And it's like amazing what people will do when you just ask. Sometimes, you know, if there's a photography class, they're super excited to be able to run a professional high quality media day as part of a project for that individual class. So whether it's externally, some in the community or it's um, internal resources, there are definitely people out there. So really, really important point. Uh, a part of what that photographer did for us is then he and this is the baseball team um, I, I believe this last year he did it for the football seniors as well but you know there were always throughout the season uh, and I see it happening now as they're getting into their season a, f a feature on a player right with a, a graphic on them telling them whatever it might be their most memorable game in high school or uh, their favorite movie or, you know all those different types of things that you can start to learn more in Really, how do you engage somebody? Is is these people need to be beyond? Well, this is the shortstop on the baseball team, right? That's what's going to connect with other people in your community. Going to con connect with those future players is again, you're starting to really show the personality and who's behind that uniform. Exactly right. Um, it's the it's the personalities, it's the people behind the program um, that builds fanship, right? Um, people aren't just, uh, you know, connected to your program just based on, you know, the score of the game or the individual stats. Those things are, of course, important. Uh, but there's re there's a reason that certain athletes at the professional level and collegiate level have such big followings. And it's um, often to do with the personalities they have, and what they bring to the table outside of just their athletic performance. And so the more you can highlight those personalities, give your student athletes a voice. We see our programs doing amazing things with video. Or you're, you're really showing the student athletes as people, even outside the field of play, the more you can bring that to light, the more effective you're going to be in engaging folks in your community, growing your following, and, and building real fanship that's going to be really important from a brand building perspective, from a visibility perspective, and even from a recruiting perspective. Because um, if you're looking to recruit folks at the collegiate level, student athletes who are looking on social media, they want to get a taste of what your program is all about you know, what the student athletes are like, what the team is like. And so it's really, really important to highlight those things and not just the performance, right? Those things, again, I'm not minimizing the importance of that, but also try to bring to light the personalities and the people behind the program. And that includes coaches as well, right? Um, you can get pretty creative with showing coaches and, and, uh, and getting their information out there as well. When you look at doing all this, and we've, we've mentioned a lot of ways where you can get some of that very affordably, even the use of a professional photographer as an example. But ultimately, the coaches want tools that are going to make this both feasible, uh, but make their life easier in doing it. it. It's a hat that everybody has had to add to what they do, right? It's not like 
uh, high school programs have all of a sudden now have the budget for a creative department or even the small college football team, you know, having that budget for a creative department. You have to do some of it on your own. So how do you do it without uh, taking away from the other things you need to do as a coach? Exactly right. It's a, it's a great point. And I think the answer is you have to work smarter, not harder. For our platform specifically, the way we've developed it is with these challenges deeply, deeply in mind. We know that our coaches, that our athletic directors, our sports information directors that are using our platform on a daily basis, they are doing a million other things and they do not have enough time in the day. So if we were to give them a tool where it took 30 minutes or even 15 minutes to create a graphic, it would not work, right? So everything we've done with Gipper is built for speed and ease of use. So as a coach, you can take out your phone in the silence of a game and in less than 60 seconds, share the halftime score in a visual branded way that looks like a division one collegiate athletic program. So the whole point is it's easy. It's hard to mess up and it's going to be quick and you can use it on any device. Again, whether you're in the silence on your phone uh, or you're on your office computer. Uh, but if it, if it was a difficult experience, we definitely wouldn't be in business long. You know, we've been able to grow significantly, you know, working with thousands and thousands of programs because of this key point, right? Making it manageable for folks. So in the same amount of time it takes up to tweet just a text-based update, you can now share a piece of branded visual content that's going to stand out in your feed. It's going to capture the attention of your stakeholders. I mean, you're going to be able to grow your brand in ways that just weren't before possible. Yeah, I love it. It's it's uh, something that takes seconds, not minutes. Uh, and certainly, you know, if you're not used to doing graphics, that might take you even longer. But to be able <laughs> to do something like that, I think is huge. I mean, yeah, Keith, it's crazy. We work with Division One collegiate athletic programs that have the full creative staff, right? Um, they have full-time designers. They have GAs. They are still using Gipper because the content demands are so large right. and they need to be equitable for all their teams. You know, they can't do it without a platform like Gipper. So if, if, if the D1 athletic programs are having those challenges, you know, imagine what it is like for a high school athletic department with two times the number of teams, right? It's a really, really difficult situation. And for the individual programs, it often falls in the coaches, right? And as you said, it's not like they're getting additional resources. Just, Hey, here's another responsibility. And so it's got to be, um, easy. It's got to be quick. And, um, you know, we're working, continuing to make it faster and easier for folks. Again, if it's not, it's, it's not going to be useful. Um, but if, if anyone wants to you know, try out Gipper, check it out, I encourage them to visit us. You can go to Gipper.com. That's G-I-P-P-E-R.com. You can create a free trial account to test it out yourself. Um, I'd recommend booking a 15-minute virtual demo to speak with a team member, see exactly how it works and answer any questions. But We've helped thousands of uh, coaches, athletic directors, sports information directors, and that uh, should be a, a really helpful tool for your audience. For our listeners, I want to remind you of an episode we had a while back. My friend Mark Solis, who's a coach here in Ohio, joined us to talk about his football ops team is what he called it. So they did all kinds of things from setting up the cameras for practice to doing social media, all those kinds of th things that uh, I know Matthew mentioned, hey, you could take a shot on the sideline of it, or you can develop your own little ops team with kids within the school who would love to be a part of your program. Maybe they're not the football players, but they would still love to be part of a football program, especially one that's doing some cool things on the platforms they like to be on. You certainly can find those kids in the school, and I'll share the link to that one in the show notes. 
Uh, Matthew, it's been great just learning more about this, and I love what you've developed here for coaches. I'm, I'm always about uh, finding the best solutions for our coaches to work smarter and to be able to promote their program and mostly our great game. Absolutely. And again, Keith, thank you so much for being here. Really appreciate chatting. Um, thank you all the, coach, all the coaches for listening and for all the hard work they put in on a daily basis for our kids. So it means a ton. And again, just thank you so much.